Blog Talk Radio. A podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. Hello! Hello! Every time I say, I think of hearing that tone, I think of Julia Robert, uh, uh, uh-huh. Julia, Julia Child, in um, in uh, Julia and Julie. Yeah, that's funny because I think of uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, there we are. I don't know what yeah. that means, but it's, it may be significant about our personality. Who knows? I don't cook though. That's the funny part. I do not cook, so that's probably even more of an oxymoron. So, um, obviously, our wonderful show is being done well before it will be aired because we have the holiday season. Yes, we're doing a few few pre-records to prepare for much celebrations. Oh yes. Something. Whatever that may be. Um, So this one, you know, usually our our natural pattern is what did we do during the week? So it's going to be a little bit bizarre because there's no week to discuss. Yeah. But um, although I figure, you know, someone might be listening to this like two years from now and it won't have any relevance to them anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's historic about something that happened in the the world world that we talk about, which actually with, you know, Senior Bush having passed, (laughs) I think it does note a certain time in our history of the United States, hopefully. Yes, yes. Well, you know, think of it this way. We've lost one Bush that we didn't necessarily always like, but had more sanity than the present president. <laughs> you know, it's really sad. When, I know. When the bar gets set so low. I know. But, you know. I know. It's kind of like, oh, my gosh. But, um, and, you know, our weather here has actually been very wintry for yeah. our area. 
where we will be, where I will be. Well, you're going to be next week on the East Coast. Yeah, I'll be in Pittsburgh. I have no idea what I'm in for. I neither do I, but I know that, you know, they've had storm warnings. And oh, now you're making me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the Midwest, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's like <laughs> Arkansas. So holiday weather will be ensuing for us, whether we are yeah. presently here in the state or weeks now from when you get this, right? <laughs> for years or whatever. For years. Millennia. Magic. It is magic. So, actually, I wanted to say something about our intro. I I really feel when we say professional witches, I kind of want to have um, not just a certificate because, I mean, we always, you know, every class, every workshop, every apprenticeship program I have gone to, whether it's witchcraft or hoodoo or anything, there's pieces of paper that give it to you, so just certificates. I right. said a long time ago, I, I have a, a huge stack now, since my life has gone on for many years here, doing this, I'm going to paper my one wall. <laughs> I'm just going to put it as wallpaper because, you know, I mean, there they are, all the things I've done. But when you say professional witches, I feel we should have some kind of like badge or something, Mm -hmm. you know, something that says, like, you know, I'm an FBI agent right here. I feel we should have, like, I am a professional witch here. Yeah, I like it. I think we should think about that as, you know, the call to arms, so to speak, in our our world. It doesn't matter what kind of witch we have, you know, what tradition (laughs) or where or who we are. It just should have that, like, we have a collective professional witch. Right. I don't know how we'll do that. That's something for, you know, future generations maybe, but (laughs) saying it makes me think we should have something tangible. Yeah, I'm into it. Okay, good. Well, out there, maybe you might send in some suggestions. (laughs) We'll see what comes in. A sash, a badge, a button, a certificate. Let us know what you think. Yes. (laughs) So there you are. That was my thought for the day after all of what we've been, you know, waiting to do. So what's your thought for the day? Without being the week. Well, today is my 10-year wedding anniversary. Ho, ho, yay. That's pretty cool. Uh-huh. And I'm very busy with work today. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot because, you know, I'm, I I have an event this weekend. You'll hear all of this again tomorrow, Elvira. So. I'm sure I will, but it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm working all weekend, and then next week I'm I'm going to the East Coast on kind of a last-minute trip, and I'll be gone mid-week, and it's the busiest time of the year for the shop. So basically today and tomorrow are the only days I have left to do all the things (laughs) before I go out of town. Right. So I'm um, booked to the hilt today and tomorrow, and I have to do dumb things like I need to call and get a new quote on my health insurance and probably add my husband to my insurance policy because he doesn't have insurance, and that's going to be a pain in the ass and take way longer than I want it to. Right. Right. i got to do that kind of crap. Right. But I waited till Mercury was out of retrograde to deal with that stuff. Lucky you. So tomorrow <laughs> is the phone health insurance. It's even on my calendar. Health insurance phone call. <laughs> but I also have fun stuff. Like I have a little new moon group, and we're having a little ritual on Monday. And then I'm going to see my friend who just had a baby. And mm-hmm. yeah, we have a new employee at the shop. Ooh. 
Well, I won't say it on the air. I'll tell you later. Okay. Yeah, just in case they don't want to be known, outed in the middle of, you know, all of the world. Yeah, and then I have another friend who's having a baby shower next weekend, and we had her blessing way last weekend. Oh! The winter solstice ritual with Starhawk and Sebastopol is coming. So there's so many fun things. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, I just feel like, there are too many things. So... No. That's the feeling. Yeah. I mean, I actually said as she was walking in the door, it isn't Christmas yet because until this weekend, because of when, obviously, next, tomorrow, all the things that have happened will be discussed on air as the what happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, it just, to me, it's been one thing after another. Yeah. That needs to be, you know, it's like. Yeah. And there's been. Where's the holiday spirit? Yeah. Where do you feel? Yeah, I'm not quite feeling it yet. Yeah. I mean, I actually, I also work at Lucky Mojo. Right. Three days. And, oh, there's a new thing there, um, which I will share on air because it's it's actually kind of modern. Mm. I know. But this being said, I've been watching on my half-hour lunch um, on my Netflix, White Christmas. So I get about 20 minutes of, you know, white Christmas movie to try and stay buoyant with the idea that this is a holiday time and, you know, this kind of process. So uh, I've sort of been injecting myself with holiday spirit every once in a while. It wears off very quickly, but then there you are. So with that, our subject matter for today, seemingly, I don't know if it's holiday-ish or not, is Thor. (laughs) Happy holidays. Let's talk about Thor. Thor, um, Thor's bloat is in January. Oh, but whatever. Well, it's close enough that we're going to be, I don't know where this is set in our pre-record, so who knows, it may be close enough to that time. (laughs) So obviously we have opened our feminine perspective up to talking about gods we have talked about some others on yep. other shows so yeah go Thor for it or i will let yeah. you kind of add your start the process and he is be? kind of part of your own yeah so as i've mentioned before um you know i'm a polytheist and and i am not um pantheon specific my personal pantheon is made up of of Five different cultures, actually. None of the gods I work with on a daily basis are even from the same culture. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> now I have to really think about that for a second. No, it's true. Wow. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Anyway, so Thor is one of the gods that I work with on a daily basis. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, as I've met, also, as I've mentioned, I have a book coming out. It's coming out in October of 2019. I just got my release. Goody. Congrats. Um, but in that book, I talk about working with gods and ancestors and fae. And in the God section, I, I talk about building relationships with deities generically, and then I break it down into nine specific deities that I'm either interested in or have a relationship with, and Thor is one of those. So um, if you are interested in developing a relationship with Thor, and not necessarily a Norse reconstructionist type of relationship, my relationship with Thor is not traditional in any way shape or form <laughs> it's much more eclectic mm-hmm. um and i think probably modern um but he's he's the people's god mm-hmm. uh and um, the, we have to remember i say it also like i sometimes i'm like god i repeat myself so much because i teach about this topic so mm-hmm. much 
but you know we talk about these deities as as if all of the Norse world, you know, Denmark and Iceland and Norway and Scan, you know, all the Scandinavian countries, as if they all did the same thing all the time. Thor is Germanic and Scandinavian and um, what's another one? Saxon, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like he's he's got a long lineage. And he comes from, I mean, if I remember correctly, even the, the, the crossover to Hittite, right? you know, there's like this Crete Hittite, because there's a certain, it's, it's they travel. I mean, yeah, think of travel. it, it's travel, you voyage, you do the things, and he's actually, one of the things he is, is the god of, of voyaging, mm-hmm. you know, for commerce. But I just found that fascinating. Yeah. Because yeah. you're right, I thought it would just be... Yeah. That right, and the the difficult part is most of what we have, most of the writings we have about Thor, mm-hmm. come from Snorri Snorri Sturluson. I'm probably butchering that, but <laughs> they were written in. He's from Iceland, right? So it's not even someone of the Scandinavian countries necessarily. I mean, Iceland is sort of pseudo Scandinavian, right? 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 But, um, so it's complicated, and we can't we we as modern witches and pagans sort of think of gods or Thor specifically as this one. Uh, lumped ideal, right? But there are so many other layers and um, customs and cultures and yeah. traditions that are smaller and more regional. So we right. have to remember that. And <laughs> to add another layer, another layer. Uh, again, like yes. <laughs> we we see this thread that happens all over the planet where there's a more um, earth-based focus of spirituality. Mm-hmm. And in the Norse system, it, they, that was the, uh, the Vanir, uh-huh. the quote-unquote old gods, what you might have considered the Titans in Greece, right. right? And they are the gods of fertility and land and the cycles of life and right. of, of the earth. And then something happens and the sky gods come. Like you, I use Greece always as an example because most people learned about Greece. They learned that as in part of the school, school. right? Yeah. So in, in Greece, Zeus comes, the head of the Olympians, the sky father, da-da-da-da. And in the Norse system, that's Odin, right. the sky father, the all father, the leader of the gods. That didn't exist before. And the Aesir, the, the new gods, and the Vanir, the old gods, warred. Mm-hmm. For thousands of years, they were constantly battling, and finally they were like, okay, dudes, we're never going to finish this battle. We need to make a truce. What, let's trade some gods. So I don't remember who the Aesir supposedly sent to live with the Vanir, but the Vanir sent Freya and Freyr, the twins, mm-hmm. and their father Njord, the god of the sea, mm-hmm. to go and live with the Aesir. Mm-hmm. So we think of all, like Thor and Freya have a very interesting relationship, right. but they're not really related. They're from two different tribes uh-huh. that had to find peace and come together. Uh, and so, you know, people love Odin, and I love Odin too, and Odin is problematic. Uh-huh. Uh, and Odin, historically, was the wealthy man's god. Uh-huh. He was uh, the, the people in leadership, the people with wealth, the people who were stable and solid, and that was not most people. Yeah. Most people were farmers trying to eke their way by right. in cold freaking climates. Right. Or, you know, we think of the Vikings getting on their boats and going and raiding and pillaging. Well, that was how they survived. Yeah. And they they worshipped Thor. Thor was the god of the people. Yeah. And it's interesting because if you think, you know, you were saying this and it, it opened up a whole point of reference. 
if you look at, and I mean, we've only, we, because our lineage mm-hmm. is truly either the Mediterranean, Middle Eastern area, plus, yeah. you know, the Europeans going up into, you know, the Nordic areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so that area is is what we contrast back and forth, yeah. the Greek and the, you know, and the Nordic and, the, you know, how this happens. But if you think about it, and I would wonder that being an idea, is to look at all the different cultures that had exactly that indigenous-based deities. Right. And then an, a transition yeah. occurs to add this other layer, and there's these wars. Yeah. I happen to like the fact that in the Nordic tradition, they basically said, let's get together, send some of your kids yeah. over here, I'll send some of my kids over right. there. That keeps us kind of equal. Whether, because in the more Greek traditions and the Titans and the Olympians, they just fight till they annihilate them. Right. And I, I find that highly distasteful. Yeah. And it kind of goes into present days where everybody wants to annihilate the persons they yeah. don't like. Right. Right. You know, and we're sitting here going, well, the whole idea was, and in tribes, they did that. I think more than we realize, because we don't know, because it's not written down, yeah. that they would send yeah. different, you know, it wasn't just marrying your daughter off to the tribe over here. Right. It was, they would send their men, right. they would send their, their male children so right. that they could live more harmoniously because, well, you got one of ours and we got one of yours kind right. of thing. Right. We're now related. We're related. Yeah. Yeah, and and one of the, you know, to just go on a tangent about Norse mythology for a minute, one of the beliefs is that Freya and Freyr were the most beloved. Mm-hmm. They were the most beloved of all of the Vanir. And we know a little bit there are other gods that are part of the Vanir that have survived the mm-hmm. test of time, but mostly their names are lost, right? Right. So there's also some wisdom from the conquering peoples that brought Odin, and it's likely they came from what we could consider Germany up. Right? Mm-hmm. That's likely what happened because mm-hmm. Wotan is an older Germanic god. It's likely what happened, but we don't really know. So it was also wisdom of those conquering peoples to go, okay, well, you guys got Odin and we got Odin, and you're not going to let go of Freya and Freyr, so let's just invite them to the party. Like, right. Instead of trying to annihilate, like you said, yeah. the old gods will make the table bigger. Like, there's wisdom there. And they gave them equality. Yeah. That was the other part. They didn't yeah. just come in. It's like, oh, you go sit down at that table all the way down at the end of the hall. Yeah. They they gave them places of honor. Right. And, and votes, so to speak. Right. And then acknowledging that even if they tried to say, well, they're not as important, the people would have not fallen in love right. with that. And no. I think if you think of that, then you go to another part, is that kind of a thing was what happened with Christianity when they incorporated the goddess as Mother Mary and right. all the different ways they have moved yeah. the, the the people situation. I mean, obviously, putting knocking down our groves and putting churches on top was not exactly the most um, congenial way to get it, but it was a power structure. But the way they got the people to engage is they kept... This other thing, they made Bridget a saint. They right. did all these different things right. that they could do. But you know, again, it's it's a it's a history lesson in some ways. Yeah. But that's what these when we talk about these deities, it really is because we're never going to know no. what it was like no. and what this energy was 
from way back. No, even with all the historical study, even with you could be a freaking archaeological expert, a sociological expert, mm-hmm. and we still don't know. Yeah, because we are looking at it with a modern lens. Exactly. And so we have to just take it all with that. And I am of the belief. That these entities, these gods, they change too. They evolve. Mm-hmm. That's part of how they stay alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because one of the things that is uh, my personal experience of Thor that is vastly different from the writings is that he's kind of a dullard. He's a bit dumb. Mm-hmm. He's not dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one, uh, and that he's um, um, impatient. He's absolutely impatient. I don't think that's changed. But he has a wicked sense of humor, mm-hmm. and that does not come through in the old tales of him. Right. In the old tales, he does he does not want to be made fun of even though he puts himself in situations all the time to be ridiculed. Right. But he's the biggest and the strongest, and he'll beat the shit out of anyone that tries to make it hard for him. Right. But my experience of him in a modern perspective is that he's much more humorous Mm -hmm. than what the ancient stories of Mm -hmm. him relate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think they evolve. Yeah. Um, And so, yes, what does the history say? Know that. Understand it have a, a feel for it in your bones, but also trust your modern experience right? and how it comes through for you right now. Right, right. Because, first of all, we are modern. We're not going to go back right. to, you know... I like flushing toilets. I do. I, I like my running water. <laughs> my I, water, yeah. And, and uh, on top of that, I also like the electricity and the yeah. heat and, uh, you know, I the things that I know. get that are part of it. Yeah. But it's also about being able to bring that forth and you're right I believe they do evolve I do believe that what you see now in our visions and statues and pictures are more modernized versions of them because they are coming from our lens and anything that we've seen that is primitive Mm -hmm. of the goddess and you know we've seen you know statues with very simple Um, Mm -hmm. aspects, hips and breasts for women, and, you know, that was about it. There wasn't any kind of, you know, gold locks or, or, you know, other things. Those were adornments that may have come later, obviously. But um, I I found this this, this deity interesting because, of course, on top of that, he has been made into a comic book character. Yeah, and a movie. And movies, and, you know, and... That's so, the other thing we have to remember is he's been modernized in a way that no other deity has. Right. He is a famous worldwide movie star. Yes, he is. And some of his story and how he's portrayed is not that different than mm-hmm. how he really is. Now, mm-hmm. the thing that annoys me the most is there's no red beard. He should have a fucking red beard. <laughs> God dang, that should be right. That is the one thing I get mad about, of all the stupid things. Well, but, and I mean, because they have him clean-shaven, and yes, he has the blonde, yeah. you know, the long blonde hair, but it's blonde. It's not right. red. This is right. the point. They made a big point in all of these descriptions of the red beard and the yeah. red hair, and yeah. it, was, it was not just because of those wonderful people like my co-host that has red hair. <laughs> but it is because that is part of the iconography of yeah. this character. Yeah. yeah, yeah. but it, you have to take that into consideration, too, and how he's going to show up now for modern people. Like Thor, and I, I said this before, and I've probably said this when we've talked, done other Norse stories, mm-hmm. but when the first Thor movie came out, the Marvel movie, I said to my partner, watch there's going to be a surge in interest in mm-hmm. Ethanry and Asatru and mm-hmm. Norse 
mm-hmm. religion. There's going to be a surge, I bet you. And there totally freaking has been. I like I called it. Yep. Because he's a gateway drug. He's opened the door mm-hmm. for people who want to know more about Norse myth or who are fall in love with Chris Hemsworth because sure, yeah, he's delicious. You know, like mm-hmm. let's fall in love with Chris Hemsworth and that's going to open the door. Right. All of a sudden, I'm going to be making out with Freya. Like, right. Yeah, like that. It yeah. Happens. Yeah. You know. So. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I think any opening, because, yeah, are we going to get looky-loos who want to dabble and then they disappear? Sure, but that's always going to be true. It's always in anything. But it opens the door wider for people who are, are looking for this right. path and don't know it yet. Right. I know a lot of people don't agree with that, but I think it's great. Well, it's because we would I would call the viewpoints we hold as we honor uh, the traditions and we honor the the ancients, but we also are in the modern world, as right you call it. And it is a beginning step, just like you know um, some of the movies that they did with Ray Harryhouse and the way back ones with, you know, the Olympians mm-hmm. and, you know, the different things that they did with, you know, those stories. Right. Clash of the Titans. And Clash of the Titans. Yeah. And then they upgraded to Clash of the Titans 2. Yeah. You well, know, and I mean, even TV shows like Charmed or yes. Buffy the Vampire Slayer yeah. or, the, and they have a Charmed reboot right now. Yes, I know they do. Right. These things open the door. They're a gateway drug for people to start exploring witchcraft and paganism. And I think it's Yes, because as much as, and there's another one which I find fascinating because I'm going to give air time. We are an equal opportunity process in a positive way, not a negative. Um, We can bash everybody equally, but we'd rather not. Is they have God friended me, Mm. which is a half hour uh, sitcom actually on television with a black man who gets friended by God. On I have not Facebook. heard of this. Yes. I haven't watched it. I am so going to watch this. Yes. It's called God Friended Me. I love God it. Friended Me. I and like the whole concept And of it's it. taking the idea of social media right. and utilizing it in a manner just like huh. what was the other show, um, Touched by an Angel. Okay. Okay, that was another version sure. of bringing that other part in. And I'm not going to say, well, because I'm a pagan and a witch and all this, this is a totally bleh, bleh. Because what it's doing, it's taking us and looking at our lives and saying, these things happen in our lives every day. Right. Whether it's you yeah. put a, a label on it as God or angel or, you know, yeah. goddess or yeah. Thor or whatever. Right. So, but yeah, I was just, I was, uh, it's been on for, I guess, a couple of months now. Hmm. So, yeah. Can I have to check that Yes. Out? For those of us who watch television, there's a long story about that, too, but I actually now have my internet so I can go back again <laughs> to other things. But that being said, Thor has, you know, um, a magnetism. Yeah. He's He's got all that burly, you know, yeah. stuff. I, you know... <laughs> When I look at Mars or Aries, as we call him, they have him. He's got the the warrior aspect, but I I don't know. He's not. He's not. No, and, same. If, and if you because we like to go, oh well, this god's the same as this god, the same as this god. If we had to pick a, a Norse god to be like Mars, it would be Tyr, yeah, the warrior. Yeah, right? Thor is. He doesn't have very many contemporary counterparts no, he in doesn't. other cultures. Yeah, he's kind of an amalgamation of these different mm-hmm. energetics. 
and and as much as we think of him as the warrior and the fighter, and I think a lot of that is comic book influence. Yes, it is. Yeah. He's also connected to fertility. Yep. And thunder and lightning and agriculture. Uh, yeah. And his wife Seif is the goddess of grain. Yep. And it, it requires there's a old superstition. It's actually not old. It's modern. It's an old superstition that still exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the grain can't grow until the lightning strikes the ground. Wow. And that it's the fertility of the land and the and the sky coming mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. that allows the grain to grow. And that is the interplay between Thor and his wife Cease. That is that is their union wow. of lightning striking the ground. Wow. Right? So he's not just a dumbass that bashes people with a hammer. Right. You know, he's not a mindless machine. Right. There is he's immensely in love with his wife. He's a fighter for the people. He sees through his brother Loki who's his in and out brother. of the very story. Right. He he understands that Loki's trouble and loves him anyway. Mm-hmm. And the two of them get up to lots of shenanigans. Like mm-hmm. that's another thing that is really portrayed in the modern movies. Right. Is their relationship it's super fraught with complication and yet they love each other. Exactly. Exactly. But I think he's much more complex than the broad strokes of how he's portrayed. Right. And I mean, we could sit and have, you know, like, this is what he belongs to. This is what he can be used for, da, 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 which is, you know, we can find that on the internet. Yeah. But it's more of getting to understand the the, the character of this yeah. deity as much as it is the external words that describe it. It's interesting. You were talking about lightning. And I think I mentioned this, it will now have been on another show that you will hear because we've already done it, yeah. uh, about entropy and oh, right. the concept that if the, you know, again, sun strikes the ground, it produces heat, and that gets dispersed by plants that grow because yeah. that's the process. The same thing about lightning. Yeah. And when you said that, I went, wow. Yeah. Now that that has been made, I've been made aware of this um, philosophy, this physics principle that is now taking hold in a much bigger way about distribution of life, i.e. what death and life are like. Yeah. That just made part Changed your brain. Changed my brain. I had a lightning strike to the brain when yeah. it wasn't lightning. That's amazing. Yes. So it was really, that's that's really important because the cultures understood it in a very intimate way. And I think when you learn things about life and death and the things that come in between, in that manner, you have much more wisdom right. and understanding, and it helps. It's simple, and I think that's the point. It's simple, and things that were simple and have been simple are considered beneath. Right. And you're like, no, that's the basis and the foundation for all the complexities. Right. So, um, yeah, simple is powerful. It is. Yeah. It is. And, you know, Thor, you know, I, I, I was going to have you tell the story of which you obviously know, too. But it was, you know, the, that Loki and Thor have these different myths or legends or stories about what they get up to and how things go. And it's always about somebody taking the power um Implement whether yeah. it's a weapon or it's a necklace object. or an object, mm-hmm. and they have to get it back. And of course, the bad guys are the giants and the trolls, right? You know, right. so they have to go back. And, but you the know. interesting part of that is that, from what I was able to see, when Odin decided to have, you know, he he had his children, he had a bunch of 
uh, giantess wives yeah. that he had the children with. Right. And it's likely, again, just like we look at, at Greece with the Titans, it's likely the giants are the old gods. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that they kind of did. So that being said, they still have issues with the old gods. So, of course, every giant that does something bad, then they have this, this right. thing going on where they create these stories. Yeah. That, you know, well, we're going to go do this and we're going to do that. So, yeah, it's often, um, oh, crap, Loki did something weird and stupid and got rid of this sacred object or sold it or traded it or <laughs> gave someone access to it. How are we ever going to get it back? I know, let's send Thor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, it's, and, again, he doesn't go in bashing everything. Right. There's always other ways that he works on things. Right. And, you know, for me... I just, I was sitting there and I was reading, you know, the different things and I'm going, oh, this is a cute myth. This is interesting. Yeah. And, you know, when I got to the one where he goes ahead and because his hammer has gotten stolen by this one giant, yeah. they decide that Loki and he are going to go under disguise. Right. I think the other part of that story, correct me if I'm wrong because I don't have them all fresh in my brain, Okay. is that Freya was... Um, aligned to marry this person but didn't want to. Right. Right. So there was two things. The one that they didn't, she didn't want to do something. Right. right. Someone arranged her marriage and she was like, excuse me? <laughs> and then, and yeah, and they had the hammer. Right. So Thor dresses as Freya. Yes. And pretends to be Freya, which, you know, I have a feeling that might be really obvious. Especially well, with the red beard, but right, okay, okay whatever. With veils and things, he yeah, obviously, sure. like, you know. Oh, Freya, how wide your shoulders got, <laughs> <laughs> and how low your voice is. Yeah, you've been working out. <laughs> and, and Loki comes up with the best things, like you know, the reason why he, Freya, i.e., Thor, yeah. eats. I mean, is ravenous and eats like yeah. whole pigs and whole things and just goes through the, the, the whole thing, is that she didn't eat for eight days before because she was so nervous and concerned. Right. Oh, and my new husband. My new husband. I just want to make him happy. And, you know, and then, you know, it gets to, uh, I guess he's going to go kiss, the, the giant's going to go kiss Freya and sees the, you know, the, the big eyes and the red eyes, whatever, they were very, you know, intense. And it was like, well, she's, she didn't sleep. She was so concerned for eight days. I didn't know why they kept using eight, but eight days. And Loki is just, you know, going on about this whole thing. And I was sitting here laughing because it was a cute story yeah. of conning. Yeah. Oh, and that's, yet, that's what Loki does. this is what you're doing. <laughs> you know, and then they, and then of course, at one point, uh, you know. Thor decides well enough is enough, throws back the veil and does his thing because yeah. they bring, oh, that's right, they bring because this is the other part of the hammer. Yeah. Is that O's are taken on the hammer. Right. Rings are set upon the hammer to, in, if they were going to be married, this is part of the sacredness of this hammer and the, and the energy, and it would be set there and that would be where they would, you know, gain energy. And so that's what happened is that the hammer was to be set in Freya's lap. Yeah. Air quotes. And that's when he had had enough of right. being dressed like a woman and decided this was going to be it. I got my hammer back. Guess what? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, the hammer is the no one can wield the hammer but Thor. 
It is his tool. It is his weapon of fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people make oaths on it. People make promises on it. They ask Thor to bless their unions. Mm-hmm. They ask Thor to to offer blessings. Mm-hmm. So clearly, what you know, we one of the principles of paganism and witchcraft: what can cure can kill. What can heal can curse. Right. It's two sides of the same coin. Right. So to me, it makes perfect sense that sense that this implement of Fighting this implement of killing, yes, is also an implement of blessing and bringing things together. It makes right. perfect sense. Right. Well, we go to the the more well ancient now, but we use it still. Is that you're knighted? They take the sword, mm-hmm. but they take it flat of the sword right. and they put it on shoulder to shoulder and then you know do the the whole thing right. rather than the entire sharp side knocking off your head. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. Right. So. It, it presents you with the concept that is much more consistent throughout all of what we talk about as deities or magic, or as, as, as Phoenix has said, what kills cures. Right. So do we want to take a quick yeah, break? Yeah, we probably should. Okay. Take a quick break. A break. We'll be back. You know, definitely there is this 
connection in a lot of cultures between a bull and strength stubbornness mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and you know some of that energy there's also many stories like you mentioned this earlier where he is eats everything and he's ravenous mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. there are many stories of him like eating cows or bulls whole <laughs> uh, right like or eating a, a whole bull or a whole cow right uh, and there, his appetite is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> well you have to carry around that heavy hammer you better be able i guess right right something of that nature um yeah i i'm not a, you know i kind of read that and that's why i was looking at it going eh, i don't know maybe maybe that's just uh an offshoot of somebody's right. thing but when i started reading about the voyaging and you know that was their trading and he's a he's part of that right um energy yeah. That would be how they get it back. Yeah. So, but um, other than that, heck, you know, storms are his thing. And mm-hmm. because, of course, thunder. Right. And it's funny because Zeus was part of the thunder and lightning process. Mm-hmm. And yet, I don't think Odin has that. He doesn't, ha- he doesn't wield a no. lightning bolt. No. No, Odin is much more... Um, Odin is magic. Yeah. And Odin, like the, and the Norse gods in general are way more queer than mm-hmm. we give them credit for in, just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, because, um, like Odin knows the magic that only traditionally women would have practiced. Right. Right. And Thor is often, it, there are stories of him dressing in women's clothes. Right. And there's all of these stories where, especially the male gods are more what we could, would say, quote unquote, feminine. Right. And it was not uncommon for the women of the time to be very masculine. Right. Right. Freya was a badass warrior. The Valkyries were right. badass warriors. Right. right. So the, the lines of what gender was supposed to be were vastly different than what we look at now. Mm-hmm. But Thor is, is thunder and lightning. He is thunder, and Mjolnir is lightning. Right. Right? So the two of them are that force together. Right. Yeah. Right. And it, it was very, because when I was, since we have talked about uh, some of the Greek deities, and we've gone, you know, we all, as we mentioned earlier, have studied those mostly in our, you know, school years. Right. They, they bring up those particular cultures. It's very interesting to see how you have what technically would be badass dudes yeah. having all of this more feminine or cross-dressing or whatever they're doing in their stories and their, their whole thing, whereas you're not exactly seeing Zeus dress up as a girl. He'll go change into a swan. Right. He'll go do, you know, like... The yeah, and, but most of the time that's to trick a woman into having sex with Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, so, come on. <laughs> yeah, and I'm somehow, you know, we women want to have sex with a swan. I, right. I, you know, my yeah, brain... you don't like me as a god, but maybe as this bird you'll think it's more hot. Oh, yeah. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing as we go through the deities, the cultures they yeah. come from, yeah. and what they're thinking, what, what we're seeing through how these deities are brought to us, yeah. even in... Ancient times to more modern times, it's still the idea that the Mediterranean people yeah. are really into the male delineation of separation and, and yeah. nothing is, you know, it's here yeah. and there. Nothing goes in between. Whereas 
obviously more of the the, the Nordic Germanic. Uh, that area has more of that that well, and just fluidity. Back the layer. Yeah. Okay. So this is this timeline, a, a thousand years earlier, five hundred years earlier, a hundred years earlier. Mm-hmm. Were they still doing it that way? Probably not. You know, this yeah. is the evolution of patriarchy, which has been a main source of power and influence and whatever for thousands of years. Right. You know, like uh, our modern historical perspective that does not have any information that is not patriarchal. Right. Right. And even if it is, because I guess we could argue that maybe Egyptian and Sumerian cultures maybe were not patriarchal, but we're looking at it with a lens of patriarchy. I don't know right. what it's like to not live in patriarchy. I've lived in it my whole freaking life. Right. And yet what we're seeing, and I, I think that's another part of what probably represents our beliefs and where witches and pagans and, you know, the that alternate grouping is is that it's more of mellowing the hard line. Right. Yeah. Because we can't go back no. to matriarchy, even if we tried. No. I mean, it would have to be such a war and such an obvious, aggressive process of that energy. It wouldn't, It it's the evolution. Yeah. Not the deal of deal, is it going the opposite direction? Right. And it seems like we're uh, coming in a cycle, too. We're mm-hmm. coming to a place from a societal perspective of more inclusion. Right. Inclusivity, more, uh, less concern about binaries, less concern right. about, uh, you know, boys only act like this and girls only act like that. And that's the only way it can be. Like, we're, right. we're evolving beyond that. And so right. that almost feels like a very long cycle that we're yes. Reaching another side of it. Right. No. And Good for us. And I think it's, you know, again, we talk about where, you know, we, we talk about Thor, but we're also talking about what Thor is part of a movement, both here in this conscious day and age, yeah. to what was there in the ancient times as much as we can ferret out. And I. I'm going to use the word. I marvel at the marvel of what comic characters have done. I mean, they have they've brought strong women. You don't see wussy women. They may be some of them bad, but they are you know you know whatever. But it's always about the strong women. Uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, I was just having a small conversation with Phoenix before we got on the air that you know my daughter grew up in 1985 with the actual She-Ra, He-Man characters, and they're reintroducing She-Ra. And um, Wonder Woman, they just reintroduced the more um, modern version. I had Wonder Woman underoos when I was little. Oh, yes. The T-shirt. Yeah. top and the underwear. Yeah. Yeah. And then... So about five years ago, I bought myself She-Ra underwear. <laughs> <laughs> See, now there we are. Uh, my daughter, obviously, uh, we were talking, and she got on Amazon, and I got a bunch of the wish list She-Ra stuff. And I'm sitting here thinking, I cannot, you know, my mind kind of goes in the circle of, of what we're doing is we're bringing back the energy. Yeah. But it's it's being brought into a more up-to-date process to what we're dealing with right. here. Right. So the masculine is doing the same thing when yeah. you see Thor. I mean, yeah. come on, the character, they got him joking, they got him doing yeah. these things, you know, whatever. It's not all, you know, gore and blood and, no. you know, ripping out throats. No, and, and 
My really like. Let me read. Let me let my brain start working before I start speaking. Um, I was not interested in working with with male deities at all, mm-hmm. and not because I, you know, have anything against male deity or because I'm Dianic or anything like that. I just didn't have any interest in working with male deities. And quite some time ago now, I'm not even sure how long ago. Not quite a decade, but close. Mm-hmm. Um, Thor started showing up, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not really interested." But thanks. But he just kept showing up, and now where he shows up, and and I'm behind in my gym activities. But he shows up for me at the gym. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, faster, harder, more weight, stronger. Like he he is helping me reconnect to my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a culture that tends to be disconnected from our bodies Uh like I feel like that's where he's revitalizing himself right as a way to reconnect to our bodies and to um you know I don't I I never started working out because I wanted to look a certain way I started working out because I wanted to feel a certain way I wanted Uh to feel strong Uh and he was like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah you know so I think there's a way we can take these ancient gods and work them into modern needs Uh uh-huh if I was an ancient Norwegian woman, I would have been strong because I would have been physical all the time, working the land, dealing with animals, raising right. children, potentially even going to war or going to travel on the boats uh-huh. and invade. And, you know, I would have been very strong. I don't have to be strong physically now. I'm not strong physically right now. Uh-huh. But I have a desire to feel strength. Right. And that is the... Um, basis of my relationship with him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think we you can find a basis of a relationship with any God that fits a modern right. lens. Yes, because they that's, it's like co-parenting a child. We're co-parenting. We're co-creating in this particular time frame. And each one of these deities that we, you know, I mean, talk about, we bring with us, whether it's our culture or not. And... We go back and forth with cultural appropriation. Well, right now, the Nordic cultural appropriation, I don't think we're going to have the backlash. But you get into um, Caribbean, you get into Native American, you get into Aborigines, you get into uh, Eastern. And, you know, we talked about Hindu deities and have talked about some of them. Yes, but, you know, quite frankly, they have a more... It's like you weren't born into it. You ain't gonna understand it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. They don't, but they don't get freaky about you doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. Which is interesting. I wish that were more like the rest of the cultures and not having to fear right so much. Well, and, I mean, and uh, these practices and these forms of worship they were lost, right? Yeah. Like Sweden became a Christian nation. Their kings, and I don't remember what year because I suck at numbers, but their king was like, okay, we're Christian now, right? So you find folk beliefs still in Germany and Sweden and in the Scandinavian countries, you know, um, but the religious practices were lost. Right. You know, and there is a movement in those countries to revitalize them. Mm -hmm. The first pagan temple was built in just the last couple of years in Norway Mm -hmm. as a homage to Thor, right? So they are taking back their ancient Mm -hmm. practices that existed before Christianity. Mm -hmm. I think that's freaking powerful. Yeah. Um, But I think these gods are accessible all over the world. Right. I feel that way about most gods. but Yes. But you still want to understand their lineage and where they came from. Right, and sometimes there there's reasons why you 
it's like being blessed. There was the movement of going to the Native Americans, and there were Native American medicine men and women who gave their blessing, and then suddenly those blessings weren't valid because of whatever, because people started to get upset. And I get it. I really do. It's not – it's just – you honor them, you deal with them, you feel them. Right. That's basically it. Right. And I I am probably the same. I have so many different um, deity patterns that I work with deities. Um, some are very personal. Others come uh, when I'm in need of certain things. Uh, in terms of that, I don't go to my lineage. I mean... Italy is a little bit. Sicily is where I, my family comes from, and of course that's got so many crossovers that their the lineage is is woven like a tight tapestry. Right. So it would be really hard for me to pick one real thread and find it. Um, Scotland is pretty easy, you know. They've got their thing, but you know, as far as I'm concerned, that's great. I, but I find that I am at this time frame. And, you know, and I'm going to say something on air that's really strange. Uh Okay, hang on, everybody. You know, with the name Elvira, it is a very unusual and very different name. And over the years, I've either hated it or I've liked it. Now I embrace it. But... Looking at its genetic makeup, you know, you look at L, how it's spelled, right? And you break it down. The E L is of God, mm-hmm. you know, and and it isn't just of God like the male God. It is mm-hmm. of that energy. Yeah. Not that I consider that, you know, like okay, that's my blessing for everything. It just suddenly makes me wonder where that energy pattern goes. Right. And I have found that I am got a very deep and meaningful relationship with the archangels, which for a pagan witch is kind of, you know, it it makes me, I wonder, you know, where, where, you know, my, the, the energy pathways come and go from, because, you know, it's considered the sky or the upper, and I just, I don't see it as that, but that is really part of who I am here in this day and age. Right. And it has nothing to do with ever having any kind of Christian background. It just has to do with the energies of these beings as much as the energies of the, the deities that I w- work with mm-hmm. that are more of the earth, of right. of the genetic pathways that I come from. So it's combinations of what you work with. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I found Thor fascinating because I had to keep stopping myself from going to the the Marvel comic yeah, process yeah. because that has been so um, iconic in our era. Right. That it's like, no, 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 back off and, uh, you know. In one of my first journey experiences with Thor, when I was finally like, okay, let's have a conversation, and I did a, a journey. Mm-hmm. And he showed up with his big red beard and his intensity, and I was like, oh, okay. And he laughed, and he was like, would you prefer I look like this? And then all of a sudden, Chris Hemsworth is in my journey. And I'm like, I'm not going to complain if you look like Chris Hemsworth, but, you know, I want you to look like however you look like. And it was, he was very mirthful about it and found it quite funny, Mm -hmm. Um, but let it let them take the modern guys who the hell cares yeah. You know? yeah yeah it it works it works because it gets us there yeah it gets us there and i think that's yeah. the big 
key yes. to unlock the process. Yes. And there are a lot of stories. There's the prose Edda and the poetic Edda that are stories that have been written down about Norse mythology. They're easy to find. They've been translated several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are lots of re- reconstruction groups that work with Thor as a, a, a main deity. Mm-hmm. The bloat or the the celebration, right? There is B L O T, um, which is uh, there's the bloat and the sumball. Those are the two s- sort of celebrations. One is more religious, and one is more just about drinking and toasting. <laughs> <laughs> lots of party. Yeah, but if you start, and that is the thing about the Norse mythology and the culture, um, there's even a god called Bragi. You're supposed to be boastful and say, look at this badass thing I did. It's not about being shy and demure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but look in your local areas and see if there are bloats happening. There's the, um, the Sons of Norway. I, there's one group that's a racist group and one group that's not, so I don't want to plug the racist group I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> uh, but there are um, groups of people who are of Scandinavian heritage uh-huh. and lineage that live in the United States specifically, and they put on events. Like there's a Freya's Hall here in Sonoma County, uh-huh. and they do like a winter holiday uh, potluck. You know, uh-huh. it's not necessarily religious, but it is ancestral blood lineage. Right. And in saying that, there are unfortunately a lot of racist pieces of shit that are connected to revitalizing some of these mm-hmm. um, traditions. So be cautious when you start exploring the Norse traditions and Norse groups and, and groups that are practicing or putting on ritual um, that you don't stumble into a nest of bigots. Um, you know, and, and I have some tattoos on me that are very Norse, and, and I have a Thor's hammer tattooed on my wrist. And sometimes I go, oh, God, I hope people don't assume that I'm a white supremacist because I have this tattoo. Mm-hmm. Every once mm-hmm. in a while I get, like, a little weird feeling about it. And that bums me out Yeah, that the symbology of my heritage is being co-opted by bigots. Yeah. Um, and the message of those people, because I do want to be really transparent about this, the message of those people is that they want to recreate um, the whiteness and the religion of Europe. The religion of Europe. I'm going to say that one more time. The religion of Europe. There is no such thing. No. There is no such thing. Never has been. They're misguided. Yes. There is no whiteness of Europe or religion of Europe. That is complete and utter bullshit and fallacy, and it's just wrong. Yeah. Period. Exactly. Um, So if you are called to the Norse gods, if you want to develop a relationship with the Norse gods, if you want to explore this more, just understand that there are are a little bit more sharks in the water than there might be in other groups, Uh and be really clear Uh that you're not getting involved with a nest of bigots. Truly. And here, here with that, I think we have come to our closing. Uh But that was a very good uh, summation <laughs> for modern day issues on my soapbox about racism. Well, if if you didn't, I would have. Yeah. So I'm glad you did. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and this this show will air. It'll be our last show of 2018. Mm-hmm. So you know, have a happy and safe New Year, Me and we'll too. see you in 2019. In 2019, and take care. Yay! Yay! Thanks for listening.
Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.